It's the Adam Ritz Show, a social awareness talk show touching on fellowship, leadership, philanthropy, and more. Adam hosts the show on location from coast to coast, interviewing college students, student athletes, campus administrators, professional athletes, and social experts about social issues ranging from bullying to Twitter and everything in between. And now it's your social awareness radio host, Adam Ritz. All right, welcome aboard. It's the Adam Ritz Show. My name is Adam Ritz. On the telephone, we have Jay Baker. Hi, Jay. Hey, Adam. We're doing our best to social distance. Uh, usually, we record the show in studio, and uh, I mean, it's the definition of being within three feet of each other. Our faces are normally two feet from each other, uh, with the microphones set up right next to each other inside the Vibonomics Radio Studios. So. We thought we'd, uh, you know, set an example by uh, social distancing even during the show. How are you doing at home? Well, I'm doing great. And as you said, this is social distancing. It is a responsible thing to do. And if at all possible, we're urging everyone else to do it as well. And so far, so good. Technology has not let us down. Now, I uh, am also working from home, although to record the show. I did come into the studio today and uh, there's a few people here. You know, we're all working from home and uh, we're not, uh, I guess, uh, mandated to stay completely out of the building, but we are highly encouraged to uh, stay home and uh, do our best to not spread germs. So this COVID-19 spread uh, flattens, that curve flattens, and hopefully uh, we can get through this sooner rather than later. So we do have a few salespeople in the office uh, working deals right now as we speak, but I did notice they are sitting more than six feet away from each other. <laughs> Which I think they do a lot anyway, but it could be the heightened awareness of spreading anything. So yeah, my kids are home and uh, I know a lot of people are looking for things to do. Uh, I wanted to mention uh, I do a uh, an entertainment report for another radio network, and uh, the big news sort of this week with the uh, that's coinciding with COVID nineteen is the um, uh, theatrical releases that uh, are either being pushed back or released early on uh, streaming services. So you've got uh, films like Frozen Two, which wasn't supposed to be out uh, streaming for several months. They've released that on. Uh, Disney Plus for uh, families and kids to be able to have something to do at home. You can watch Frozen 2 now on Disney Plus. Uh, same with Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker. That wasn't supposed to come out uh, digitally uh, for several months. It has been released. I believe that's again on uh, uh, Disney Plus. And then uh, Universal Studios announced that uh, some of their even current brand new movies like The Invisible Man, the Hunt, and several other movies that just came out uh, are already being released uh, digitally on demand, so you can purchase those movies, too, and watch them in your own basement. So I know it's hitting uh, every industry hard. Uh, movie theaters are getting it. Uh, no one's going out. Everyone's staying home. Um, and then for the for the major blockbuster releases, like the, the Fast and the Furious Part 27, or however many they have now, uh, that one's being pushed back. You know, I think till September or at least through the end of the summer because, uh, you know, these huge blockbusters cost so much money to make, $100 million plus. They need to recoup their, uh, their money uh, internationally, too, in the theaters. Wasn't there going to be a sequel for Stuber? Uh, this is 
this could be held up due to a pandemic. Well, I do know that uh, it's streaming. And if you'd like to watch Stuber, you can, although not many people are. (laughs) (laughs) What a surprise. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Uh, It's the Adam Rich Show. It's the uh, self-isolation, self-quarantining, social distancing uh, episode of the show with Jay Baker, our co-host, uh, in the comfort of his own home right now. Uh, we're brought to you in part today by Vibonomics, our underwriter. We're in the Vibonomics studios. Vibonomics is uh, doing a lot around the country with retail and grocery stores and convenience stores, trying to get the message out, too, with washing your hands, um, wiping down services, not touching your face. Uh, a lot of the voiceover messages that Vibonomics is producing right now for grocery stores and convenience stores are covering these types of messages. So uh, if you walk into a store and you hear some cool music and a voiceover message between the songs, maybe advertising a product, that's probably Vibonomics. You're listening to more information at Vibonomics.com. Jay Baker, I, I mean, are you uh, are you going crazy yet? We're, we're only a, a few days into this self-quarantine, and uh, you, know, you don't sound too uh, nutbag yet. Yeah, right now we're holding, uh, you know, sort of holding our own. You mentioned streaming. That is one of the one of the major things you can do as a family is see some films that you have not seen for a while. I know there was a fun thing going on in our office about how to see all the Marvel Universe films somewhat in order so that you could get a greater story arc. So there are things like that that you can do as a family and actually pass the time in a way that uh, will keep you from going crazy. I would tell you, uh, I'm glad you mentioned that because my girlfriend and I did that uh, about six months ago. Uh, We watched all the Marvel films in order of their timeline, not in order of how they were produced or made, but in order of how they exist in a natural timeline. And it is very entertaining. And if you're stuck at home, well, everybody is. While you're stuck at home, I think there's about 22 of these movies. You could oh sure you watch all 22 of them back to back, and it is amazing how they string together and how past episodes, past old a 10 year old you know Iron Man Part Two says something in the script that has something to do with you know the brand new newer uh, Captain Marvel film. Well, and as you have always pointed out, you are very film-oriented, and you're very much into entertainment. And I think what's interesting about films are there are a number of films that have sequels or series to them. Um, and it's kind of fun to sit down to the, the one thing that you had suggested to me, and this is not everyone's cup of tea, but the uh, – the uh, Keanu Reeves, uh, what what's the character that he plays? John the, Wick. Yeah, the hyper-violent film. <laughs> but it's so hyper-violent, it's almost campy, which I'm guessing that was the intent in the first place. Yeah, for our uh, listeners looking for something to do with their elementary age uh, children, do not watch <laughs> the John Wick trilogy. Uh, how, however, if you're, uh, your high school kids, your college kids are home, uh, you have nothing to do, talk about a fantastic uh, six hours to kill. I mean, I've seen those movies uh, several times anyway. I might watch all three John Wick films in a row tonight, and that will kill six hours. 
<laughs> well, it was funny you brought that up because you had suggested it to me and I found it insanely entertaining above and beyond even the films of seeing how well crafted those films are because they literally pick up 10 seconds after the previous film left off and not every sequel does that. So these are some chances for you to check out. I know Harry Potter, Mission Impossible. I mean, obviously these are completely different genres, but there are a number of great series films. And of course the granddaddy of all series films was James Bond. Ooh. And almost every one of the classic James Bond films is currently available through streaming. That would be a great way to kill uh, a week is to watch two or three James Bond movies in order uh, and see how that character progressed from the 60s uh, all the way through to today. Absolutely. So that is one thing that you can do. One thing that a lot of people are urging now that the weather is becoming milder, which is ironic as we go through this social distancing and quarantining, is there is activities that you can do out doors as the weather moderates as long as you maintain social distancing this is a great time for you to get outside with your kids and uh, get a little blood flow going or you could just stay in and watch 22 marvel movies in a row (laughs) (laughs) the choice is yours uh we do uh yeah my family and i uh, every day we go out and walk the neighborhood even you know it's starting to warm up even on a cold day uh, you're in the 40s. Um, you know, if it dips down into 20, the 20 degree mark, we're not going walking. But in the 40 degree temperature area and higher, for sure, you can get out and uh, wear a couple of layers, a, a winter coat, go walk two or three miles. Uh, it's a great way to get some fresh air. And uh, for certain, while you're outside, you are absolutely distancing yourself socially because you're you can't be within. If, if you're on a walk and you're within three feet of another person on a walk, they're going to be calling the police on you, stalker. <laughs> Absolutely. So think about things that you can do outdoors and still, of course, be aware of what we are going through. But this is a great time. Uh, You know, my particular neighborhood has a bunch of cul-de-sacs and it gives kids a chance. I've seen a lot of basketball here in the last couple days uh, because we don't have it, uh, you know, the NCAA tournament. And then I've also seen a little street hockey, much like Wayne's World, uh, which is, you know, Wayne and Garth proved that that is an extraordinarily good game. Well, with Vegas shut down and no March Madness, we might see the hardcore gamblers starting to throw money down on those neighborhood street hockey games. (laughs) It could happen. (laughs) So as you look through some things, one of the things that has been highly recommended is board games. And there's so many great board games, you know, still to this day, you could look high and low and not find a better game than the game of Monopoly. It is timeless for a reason. It's supposedly the best family board game of all time. Now, that could be up for dispute if you're not particularly good at the game. Where where are you at on the Monopoly continuum? I love that game. And, uh, you know, you got to have an attention span because that game can go two, three, four hours. And oh, sure. uh, if your attention span in the third hour, if you could start losing on purpose just so you can go to bed. Uh, <laughs> so that's probably not a game you want to start at 11 o'clock at night. 
<laughs> no, you do not. The good news is for Monopoly, it's for ages eight and up, so you can engage uh, the younger set in your family. And it's, of course, best played with uh, at least two, but I'm thinking three to four players or more makes Monopoly a little more challenging. Uh, you can get up to six different players. And of course, a fight could break out over what <laughs> Monopoly piece your family member wants to utilize. <laughs> That's right. Before the game <laughs> even starts, there are serious arguments on who wants to be the shoe. Oh, my gosh. Uh, it's funny. One of the great family board games of all time is Scrabble. Of course, that's where you take different tiles with letters and form words. Uh, that is a great game to uh, build vocabulary, and it's really designed uh, for people of all levels. It's recommended for ages 8 and up. And, of course, it's more fun if you play it with somebody that sort of has a similar vocabulary to your own. You don't want to – like, back – you don't want your eighth grader playing your college professor. But if no. two eighth graders are playing it, it's a blast. And with my kids, uh, I'm losing that game. You don't want to play with somebody smart either. <laughs> Boy, I'll tell you what. And our kids, uh, I don't know how they did it, but they all are smarter than we are. Now, here's an interesting board game, and I double-checked this because I thought this seems so odd that it would be on this list. But there is a game that is highly rated. In fact, it's almost a five-star review on Amazon. The game is called Pandemic. You know, I just saw that today on Facebook. One of my friends posted a picture holding the game up. Uh, yes. He had some crazy eyes, and he's like, I'm going to play this game with my family tonight. Is that appropriate at this time? Well, here's what's interesting. It's for ages eight and up. It's for two to four players, and it provides about 45 minutes of gameplay. Most of the game reviews talk about the satisfaction of finding an answer to the game presents a, a series of fictitious pandemics, and you assume the role of uh, – of a government official or a researcher or a medical person, and you attempt to help your society battle this pandemic. And I think that there's nothing more timely than this game. But, you know, I would suggest be careful playing that game with your kids because you don't want to cause yes. panic. I mean, if, if, you in don't. The, if in the game there's some negative statistics that are dire, uh, a young person might think that that's what's really happening right now. Well, Absolutely. it is happening right now, careful. but you don't want to cause panic within your no, family. you don't. That, that game's been around a while. They didn't just make that game for right now, did they? No, no. It's been around for a while, and it's become hugely successful. Yeah. Um, and I, I thought, oh, my goodness, you know, pandemic, especially with what we're going through. But there's an actual role-playing game that you can assume the role of someone. You know, under the category of uh, life imitating art with that game, uh, I watched two nights ago, I watched the film Contagion, which came out in 2011. Uh. And I'd seen that movie before. And I, uh, you know, I mentioned I do some entertainment reports. And la last week, uh, Contagion was one of the top 10 rented streaming movies uh, on, two, on services like uh, iTunes and I think Amazon Prime. So of the top 10 movies rented last week, nine of them were, you know, new releases. 
right. superhero movies, whatever. Uh, one of the top ten movies rented last week was Contagion. So I watched it two nights ago, and it is eerie how much of that movie and what happens in that movie is happening right now in real life. It's crazy. Some of the terminology, I mean, I'd seen the movie. I don't remember ever hearing the term social distancing until this week. And there's a scene in the movie where Lawrence Fishburne, as the uh, head of the CDC, goes on a national television news broadcast to talk about social distancing. I mean, it's crazy how much that movie lines up with what's going on right now. I would suggest if you're going to watch it, again, watch the young people in your house because, you know, it's a movie and there are uh, a lot of bad things that happen and you don't want your young kids or people that don't quite understand what's happening to think that what's happening in that movie is happening here today. It's not. Right. Uh, but there yeah, are a lot a of movie, similarities. Right. It's just a movie, but there are so many similarities. And for people listening right now that have seen it this week, they, they know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah, it's really strange how sometimes things just like that uh, ha- offer amazing coincidences. Now, here's another interesting board game the game clue and when you were growing up this is either a game you got or a game you avoided like crazy love that but game. it's making a resurgence now oh yeah i would imagine yeah that's a great game in fact i have it uh, i'm gonna after the broadcast i think i'll go home and play that game with my kids for sure that's a great yeah, game it, it is it's a fun game and it's cool too like as you said your kids are pretty sharp it's kind of fun because there is a little little bluffing that goes on with the game and a little misdirection and if you play with good players it can really be a challenge plus it has such great traditional mishaps uh you know uh professor plum took a pipe wrench to the head in the study and you know we all know what will happen then you know usually nothing good you know, we've been looking for theme nights as well. You could watch, you know, Jaws 1 and Jaws 2, Rocky 1, Rocky 2, yeah. uh, Godfather 1, Godfather 2. Uh, I think a good theme night would be to play the game Clue and then watch the movie. Oh, I love that idea because you're right. There was an actual film that was made based on the characters in Clue. Yeah. Well, maybe you watch the movie first and then play the game. I don't know, depending on attention spans. Do you know there's an, (laughs) sure, well, you know, and my attention span is such that we're talking about Clue, right? Uh, But but supposedly this was an apocryphal story, and I don't know if this can be chased down or not, but supposedly the producers of the film Clue purposely made three or four different endings, put them on different films, and sent them out so that somebody watching the film in St. Louis would get a completely different result from someone seeing it in New York. I did hear that as well. And I always wondered how you could see all the endings, if they were offered on a DVD, or I guess I didn't research. I I wasn't that interested because I didn't buy the DVD. But is it available on DVD? Can you see all three different endings? That's actually a good question. You know, it's an interesting film, but as you said, not so compelling that you're going to be chasing this down the rest of your life. But I thought... What that's pretty hilarious. There are more, somebody actually did that. The more important things to worry about right now than whether or not you know all the secret <laughs> endings of the film Clue. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! Well, here's a here's a great board game, and believe it or not, there's even a family edition of this timeless classic, the board game Trivial Pursuit. Oh yeah. 
and it's designed the family edition is designed so the different age groups can kind of play with each other they've got age appropriate knowledge questions so it can be played by ages eight and up and it's also designed to be a little faster paced than the original edition of Trivial Pursuit, which is another game, as you know, Adam, you can get into an epic marathon, especially if you've got some really competitive people playing. That game can stretch on for an hour and a half. and It, uh, it can stretch it, it can be, on to three hours if you're playing with people that don't know any answers. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Well, there's that. <laughs> there's that little That is issue. a great game. That is a great one. My One of my aunt's favorite games. She would read every card on her own time, and it was, of course, cheating, but she would uh, know most of the answers because she memorized all the cards. Oh, I know. It's it's amazing how to what means people that are ultra competitive will go to. And uh, that's the other thing in your family. You will learn this week if you play some board games, how competitive all of a sudden you, you had no idea your nine year old was like uh, scary competitive. You almost have to like have a little talk with him afterwards and go, no, no, you're not going to win every game. So relax. Yeah. yeah. You'll find out who's a terrible loser, who's a terrible <laughs> winner. In your face! Oh, Suck it, Dad, in your face! Yeah, my kids were <laughs> terrible winners, and I don't know where they got that from. <sighs> At any rate, uh, the good news is, is to uh, play along with social distancing. All these games you can order from either Target or Amazon, and they will deliver and uh, you probably have heard now, you know, many delivery people are just placing things on your front porch and walking away. Yep. So this gives you a chance to uh, add some board games to that mix. Now, of course, you've got the family, as Adam just said, uh, movie theme nights are a great, great, great idea. There's a number of films, you know, that have... Uh, in fact, uh, I know there is at least one Ghostbusters sequel. Was there ever a second one? Well, there was uh, Ghostbusters 2 with the original cast, Bill Murray, right. Dan Aykroyd, and uh, it was a terrible movie. Uh, you can look it up on uh, Rotten Tomatoes or IMDb and see how terrible the movie was, in fact. Uh, people my age uh, will remember it as a pretty decent movie. I mean, I was 14 when Ghostbusters came out and, you know, 16 or 17 when Ghostbusters 2 came out. So I, that was the age when you could see a, a terrible sequel with Bill Murray sure. and still like it. Uh, so I And it's so nostalgic for, for me to see. But uh, if you watch those movies now, especially if you haven't seen them in a while, you'll be amazed at how actually terrible uh, <laughs> Ghostbusters 2 uh, really was. And then there was the remake, uh, the sort of reimagining of Ghostbusters with the ladies of comedy, Kristen Wiig and Leslie Jones and uh, everybody. Um, who's the fantastic girl that's still on Saturday Night Live? Um, oh, gosh. Oh, uh, goodness. Yeah, I'm she, with you. I'm drawing a blank. She's just I think she's an award winner. She, we're the only two people on the planet right now that can't think of her name. She does an impeccable Elizabeth Warren, Hillary Clinton, Ellen DeGeneres impersonation. And I can't think. I thought I could think of her name oh. right now, but I can't. <laughs> but anyway, she's well, in uh, the remake or reimagining of Ghostbusters. And uh, as we look forward to Blockbusters coming out, I think this summer, and we'll have to wait and see if they're going to push it back, uh, but hopefully not, the remake of Ghostbusters 1. Have you seen the trivia or the, the trailers for the new Ghostbusters? I, 
I did see the trailer, and I believe is it Ivan Reitman's son is involved? Kate McKinnon. Or, oh, okay. No, 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 no. I'm just blurting out the name. That's the woman we couldn't think of her name. Oh, Kate McKinnon. Okay. <laughs> it just popped in my head. Uh, I don't have. I didn't Google it. It just. I just. I needed to say that out loud for my own brain. <laughs> <laughs> that it just no, I know. In my head. Kate You'll McKinnon. be thinking about it. Yeah. So yeah, Ivan Reitman, or or I, I believe uh, maybe a descendant of um, of somebody involved with the first uh, a son or a daughter uh, of um, the first Ghostbusters was involved with making this movie. Uh, but it looks great. Paul Rudd is the the main star in the the, oh, re- good. the remake of this one, and it's got a more of a. Um, uh, I guess a real life reality, the way the way the newer uh, comic book movies have sort of a, a more realism to them. This has more of a realistic. Sure. It's not a Bill Murray tongue in cheek comedy sarcasm movie. It's like a real. Uh, it's a real re- a lot of realism, and they do pay homage to the first one. I know in the trailer that you you see the original Ghostbusters um, hearse. That they use with the funky uh, sirens on top and everything, so I'm looking forward to that one this summer for sure. Yeah, it should be a good one. One of the things that you can do at this time, as many communities are facing, even libraries being shut down, a number of libraries have digital lending, and if you do have uh, Kindle on your uh, device you can actually download a book from your local library. Great, Uh, great advice. And this is not a bad time to get into a little bit more reading. Uh, Everybody in the house actually could benefit from some reading, and you can come up with some age-appropriate literature for kids. You know, when I was growing up, Adam, there were all kinds of books like uh, the Hardy Boys Mysteries and Nancy Drew Mysteries. And they'd actually have books that like when you were eight, nine, ten, you could read and go, man, I love these books. Believe it or not, you do a little research. This literature still exists for kids. So uh, it's a good thing to check out. Very cool. Also, one of the things you can do is try a new recipe or make dinner as a family. Um, there's been a lot of talk about these, uh, food, uh, you know, the meals to go and many of them require some prep. And this is a good time for you to roll up your sleeves, of course, wash your hands and make a great family dinner. We uh, are going to do that later tonight. As a matter of fact, I've got some some fixings, and uh, it's going to be a great way to kill uh, half an hour to make the food and then maybe spend the next three hours eating it because we're not uh, going to put any of it away for leftovers. We're going to eat all of it. <laughs> it is certainly uh, something to think about is make yourself a nice spread and enjoy all these films we've been talking about. One of the things you can do as a family is read a book together, read a chapter of a book out loud, Uh, Obviously, this is, you know, you're going to bore your teenagers and perhaps not engage with your eight-year-olds. But, you know, there are books that bridge these gaps. Uh, It's kind of fun to get your family's take on a chapter in a book. And obviously, as this continues, you may eventually get to the end of the book. Now, is this um, advice... (laughs) 
<laughs> and research that you found uh, about the time of Spanish flu, or or is this current? Was this nineteen? Listen. This sounds like nineteen eighteen advice to sit no, around uh, with your family and read a book. <laughs> now, when I was alive, shortly after World War One ended. <laughs> oh my gosh! I I, uh, I certainly don't want to uh, poo-poo that idea. If that's uh, if your family well, can handle that, God bless you. But I am not going to sit around tonight and read a book out loud with my see, kids. Your perspective is very different. You have two daughters that are you know college and high school age, so you're lucky. I just remember vividly when my kids were six, seven, eight. They were really into stuff like this. Not every kid is. Obviously, there's more electronics nowadays, but at least this is an idea. Uh, you know, by the time your kids are driving you nuts and you're driving your kids nuts, try reading a chapter out of a book and see if it works. Well, maybe for old time's sake, uh, we'll read Good Night Moon tonight because that was one Perfect. of the favorites, but it was 15 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> well, who knows? Uh, well, All these are goldies. While we, uh, we're, we're wrapping up the show here, and before I let you go, Jay, what is your favorite board game? My favorite board game, I would say, is definitely Monopoly and Clue, and I enjoy them to this day. I, I think uh, Sorry or Aggravation are two of my See, faves that I've always played with my kids. We'll probably play one of those great tonight. games. Very good. Well, it's great to have the board games, and they are something that you can order and still maintain social distancing. All right. Well, uh, I don't know when I'm going to see your face again. Uh, probably this time next week, we'll record another episode of the Adam Rich Show with social distancing in mind. You'll be on the phone. I'll be in the studio. Uh, we thank Vibonomics and Vibonomics.com for their help in underwriting this broadcast, and we want to remind our listeners that if you want to hear any of our past episodes, they are in on-demand form on our website, adamritzshow.com. And that's another way to kill a half an hour to, of a t at a time with your family while you're self-quarantined. You could all sit around a campfire and listen to a 30-minute episode of The Adam Ritz Show. <laughs> <laughs> the Adam Ritz Show is recorded live, both in studio and across the country. For information on this broadcast, including how to hear this show on a station in your city, visit adamritzshow.com.